you damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Friday. Headed into that last weekend before Christmas. Remember, Christmas hits next Sunday. So get that last-minute shopping done. You've got a little time. Not too late yet. Stuff can still get ordered and delivered by Christmas. You just got to get on it. Chad and Zay with you on a Friday. A lot of football to get to. I'm Chad Hastings. Joined once again by Isaiah Collier. He's all kinds of happy today. We'll get into why. What's up, Zay? With the terrible news that we obviously had at the beginning of the week, this week has ended with some terrific news Mm -hmm. down at the 40 acres. I'll take it. We will definitely get to that. Uh, Also, we've got state championships to talk about up at Jerry World. Congratulations to Gunter, who beat Poth last night. Beat him bad, 42-7. Congratulations to Franklin. Last second field goal, 17-14. State title. And right now, those Wimberley Texans are fighting for a state title. Comma. But ladies and gentlemen, we told you they're going to play a pretty tough team. Uh, Called the Carthage Bulldogs. They just scored again. And when you play a team like that, Zay, they're good enough by themselves. You don't need to help them out. Wimberley just helped him out with a turnover. Actually, the Carthage guy just grabbed the ball away, stripped the ball. Carthage has just turned that into a touchdown. It is about to be 28 to nothing Carthage in the second quarter. Yo, Carthage looks like a 6A team. Yeah. They they I'm not gonna they look like a 6A team. Like those guys look like they'll be playing a lot of college football in the near future. Wimberley, who's about to go down 28-0. Man, it's it's been tough, and it's only the second quarter. It's it, it's been tough, and Carthage, those uniforms are fire too. They got the C, like the Cincinnati Reds logo. Yeah, it, or it, the Bears. A, yeah, or, yeah, it's a sharp yeah. look. It is. It's it re- a sharp look. It really is. Yeah, Carthage is uh, is a monster out there in East Texas, and they are putting it on Wimberley right now. So that one's twenty eight nothing. We got bowl games we can update you on, and we will get into all of that on this Friday. We also have our normal guest coming up, the degenerate himself, Brandon Lang at 105. Does he have any thoughts on some bowl games that he could pass along to you? Also, the Cowboys and Jacksonville. I admit, Zay, I have not looked at this line in a little while. Cowboys by five is my guess before I look. Four. Okay. You're right. Okay. You're, yep. Okay. Cowboys by four. That makes sense. I'll take that. Actually, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, earlier in the week I saw four and a half. So a little bit of money on Jacksonville has come in. That's not what we usually see with Cowboy games. Cowboy fans lose their mind. People lose their mind. Love to bet on the Cowboys. So it's always usually going the Cowboys way. This week, though, maybe a little bit headed the other way. It might have switched when Michael Parsons went on there with Von Miller and talked (laughs) about Jalen Hurts. That's true. Oh, they're not focused. Let's let's put it up half a point. He has additional comments. Have you seen those? (laughs) No. We can get to the additional Micah Parsons comments about the Eagles coming up. Uh, We'll get to that as we get to NFL Week 15. Brandon Lang at 105. We'll talk to Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods at 205. Not only about the Chris Beard story, but about the story that we start the show with today. Let's go Specs set piece and tell all you Longhorn fans why you can take everything else off your Christmas list. The Specs Set Piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. Cheer on Verde with Specs' larger selection of world-class wines, spirited spirits, and craft beers. Score more at Specs, official partner of Austin FC. 
Well, as my granddad used to say, Dad Gum, sometimes you don't have to choose between the two. Hey, would you rather have turkey or ham for Christmas? What about both? Hey, would you rather have a new car or a new television set? What about both? Hey, Longhorn fans, would you rather have a badass recruit flip to you from Oklahoma or would you rather have a badass recruit flip to you from A&M? Well, what if you could get both? Merry Christmas Day to oh, you to you and all Longhorn fans. We'd already told you that Colton Vosick, the stud out of Westlake, has flipped from Oklahoma to Texas. But now it is official that badass linebacker extraordinaire, five-star linebacker, according to many of the recruiting services, out of – it's Denton Ryan, correct? Yeah, Denton Ryan. Denton Ryan linebacker Anthony Hill, who had already decommitted from A&M, has now officially committed to the other side of the house divided. He is the 22nd member of the 2023 class for Texas. Congrats, Zay. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It is one that stings me and my people. It is a tough one. to We're going to have a tough time getting over it, but it's a big Christmas for you guys because that's a heck of of a uh, of a get in this class. Yeah, and I would like to thank Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies for going 5 and 7 this year. Mm-hmm. That thank you for that. I would also like to thank Jimbo Fisher for having a very immature argument with Nick Saban. I know that didn't help. And what else top it off? Um clearly Anthony Hill is not interested in the terrific weed that they have down oh, there at College come Station. On. A good, you know, to thank you for that too. He's focused on what's here in the A- TX and yeah, Steve Sarkeesian's out here flipping guys like Simone Biles in the Olympics. It's just it's been so impressive. First with Colton Vosick, the OU flip, and now with Anthony Hill, who you know, even though he's a five-star linebacker and that's what he's coming in to play, he's just a big-time overall player. Go look at his highlights. He's running the football, playing running back, and, you know, reminds you a lot of what Michael Parsons was in high school who played on the offensive side, played running back, and then also played linebacker. So you love the versatility with him, and this is a big-time get for Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. Let me make sure I'm clear what you're saying. You're saying the weed at Texas is better than the weed at college I'm just saying he okay. ain't interested in oh, the terrific we I see. Yeah, okay. you know, in Texas A&M. Not interested in that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Anthony Hill ultimately dis- – and uh, he had visited Texas, uh, I believe, way back before he had uh, had committed to A&M, so he had a little familiarity uh, there. And now, uh, once he did decommit, had another visit to Texas and decides that he is going to be a Longhorn. So just make sure you understand. I'm looking here at the Rivals rankings and according to this chart there's only one other player in the 2023 class that this ranking system considers a five star and it's Arch Manning Mm. let me just make sure everybody's understanding what we're talking about here because everybody flips out Zay about obviously and there's a reason why when you can get a five star quarterback that is the ultimate of ultimates because you snap him the ball every play and all that and I know people don't always focus on defense and I know today's version of college football doesn't always focus on linebackers and linebacker play. But just think about who runs the show in college football these last few years, whether it was Bama most years, it's Clemson for a couple years, Georgia these last few. Heck, that LSU team, I know everybody likes to talk about the offense. Think about the defense that team had. Think about Patrick Queen and some of the guys on that team. Badass linebackers still matter 
in a big way in college football. It is a huge, huge get. Uh, and also, um, you know, I would argue – I mean, those two positions, too. Colton Vosick at a D end, linebacker with Anthony Hill. They're critical positions. You got to be able to get after the other quarterback. You got to have a versatile linebacker, safety kind of uh, positioning to be able to deal with all the offenses around college football. So it's huge. Not only did you get these guys from Oklahoma and AM, you got two guys. You got a guy right now. If you could call Norman and College Station right now, they'd give up so much to get him. Oh, absolutely. They both need them. They were both they are both critical to what they're trying to do and Texas ends up getting both of them at his big time. Yeah, and Anthony Hill, he's not dumb. The last visit that he was here was the TCU game where Texas, they played terrific defensively, holding the team that's playing in the college football playoff only to 17 points besides that Kendra Miller, you know, long-ass run where Tucker Dorsey muffed the hell out of that uh uh just completely messed up that hole. Then again, the hole where Miller took off at, and I bet you Anthony Hill's looking over and like, oh, I could do that. I'd plug that hole real quick. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm, I'm probably going to come in and play. And then when you see Jalen Ford have the season that he had, got absolutely hosed for a Big 12 defensive player of the year, should have been that, he says, oh, I could come in and do that also. So, yeah, shout out to Jeff Cho. Shout out to Steve Sarkeesian. This is a big-time get. And, you know, I don't know if Bucky Godbold is taking credit for this because yesterday at uh, the Christmas party, he was telling me how he's talked with Steve Sarkeesian and they had, you know, nice little chemistry. He said he just like ran into him at a yeah. coffee shop or something. Yeah, and he just said, you know what, let's sit down and talk. And they chopped it up and whatnot. Oh, and yeah, Stark was like, yeah, I'm going to Dallas to close the deal. I mean, he didn't let Buck know all that, but yeah, I'm, let's not give Buck any credit for that because Buck left yesterday at the Christmas party early, Irish goodbye, just like he did at my wedding mm. where he still owes me $35. Well, he's definitely paid that off, but that was a $35 plate that he walked up uh, off on, uh-huh. and he missed your terrific speech yesterday. Well, I appreciate you saying that about the speech, but he, um, I've realized now his, uh, his strategy, it is brilliant because he does figure out the Irish goodbye, but what he does is he takes advantage of of everybody getting up to eat. Oh, he's genius. That's when he does it. That's when he did it at your wedding. Yeah. That's So he makes sure to say hi and make sure people sees him before they start serving. Then when they start serving, I'm one of those guys that I always hate it when everybody just waits around and stares. Oh, I don't know. Are we going to go? I love to jump in front of that line if they'll let me. Uh, but I ended up kind of middle to actually back of the line because we were talking. Yeah, we had like the airplane etiquette. Like when you're in the back of the airplane, you don't get up before – everybody in the front right we were a little more to the back of the room so i was going to get in line and then by the time you get back with your food and everything bucky had vaporized (laughs) it's brilliant it really is i hadn't thought of it so we need to dock his pay for that because that's (laughs) that he should be fine that's ridiculous didn't get or we should take whatever presents he got and i should get those oh that was great. how about that that was great uh so uh, yeah had a good time at the uh, christmas party yesterday and a shout out to vaqueros cafe and cantina if you have not had vaqueros uh get on over here it's worth the trip man oh, it's it was worth, so good last, yesterday worth the trip out to 360 man when you're eating something that involves a tortilla and you can taste that it was made fresh yeah. It's a very, it's a big difference. Everything they do, even all the little stuff from the cheese to the guac to whatever, 
uh, you can just tell it's it's fresh, extra attention is paid, and uh, it's great stuff. Yeah, I didn't indulge in the tortillas because your boy's a little hefty nowadays, so that's a little more carbs than yeah. I really oh, need. I, know. I stuck with one trying to make myself feel better. I yeah. probably shouldn't have even had that. Yeah, but everything else from the queso to the fajita meat, and yeah, it was everything was on point. Dude, I thought you were going to elbow somebody in the throat for that queso. Yo. I just got out of the way. I'm all about some queso. Um, don't put queso around me because I will go in. I thought you were going to tear somebody <laughs> up. All right, so Anthony Hill is the uh, 22nd member of the 2023 class for Texas. Uh, so we got that big story for you Longhorn fans. Obviously, like Zay said, in a week that started with the crazy wild Chris Beard story, uh, it ends with that type of great uh, recruiting story. We'll get back into Texas basketball a little bit at 1230. Bowl games getting started today as hold well. Up, hold on, okay. So we were. I was sitting in the back. We were sitting in the back. You had a terrific speech. We haven't talked about your speech because obviously people have been talking about it on the airwaves. Oh, has it been mentioned on the air? Yes, because somebody said, Chad, I heard you were using F-bombs at the party. And that's the rumor going around the office. I didn't hear that. I just heard you fired up like Vince Lombardi. Oh, okay. Like, I was pumped up. Everybody was ready to go through a wall. That was a a terrific speech. I appreciate it. There There were a couple of blasts in there. I took a read of the room, and I thought, okay. I've been in rooms with these people. I've been in meetings with these people. And occasionally, you know, a swear word might slip out. So I thought in a context of positivity, let me throw in a couple of swears. So I, in a positive way, I hope, uh, did have a couple of uh, MF blasts in the speech. (laughs) (laughs) We had two MF blasts. Yeah. I didn't hear those. Well, I just thought, you know, I wanted to recognize groups, a couple groups of people. And when I did that, I thought, well, what better way to recognize them than to, as I'm giving the, I want to make sure I emphasize that we need to give them a round of applause. So when I did, I referred to both groups as MFers. Yo, Mike Harge was calling you the white Suge Knight yesterday <laughs> when he went off on P. Diddy and Biggie at the Soul Train Awards in like 94. Uh, like, that's how pumped up you are. And I was like, why is he calling them Suge Knight? I didn't hear the F. I heard the just the rah-rah-ness, and maybe okay. I was just getting too amped and was, was I got the, lost in it. Was it the shoes? Was he calling me Suge Knight because of the red shoes? Because of the shiny red shoes? Ah, uh, yeah, you were. Yeah, bumping out. That, uh, maybe I don't know. I did bust out the shoes that I wore to the Harry Styles concert because I paid a little money for them. So I thought I got to get u- more usage out of this. And I thought Christmas party is perfect because they're shiny red shoes. And so I wore the shiny red shoes and the Santa hat. Yeah, and festive. Yeah, yeah, we got after it. So yes, I I do apologize if anyone was offended by such language, but I figured I knew that room. I couldn't. I come up come up with anybody in that room that would be truly offended by swearing. No, I'm, I loved it. I'm mad that I didn't hear the swearing louder. Like, that, not, just, that just shows everybody was giving the the love that we needed to give. Yeah, everybody was amped up. There was about what fifty people in that little room. Yeah, everybody like was getting amped up and hype. And yeah, Ty's the one who snitched this morning about you. Ty let it okay. Ty, yeah, Ty okay. let it out on BA. Ty, Ty put it out to the public. That's yeah. all right. That's not a problem. Yo, Ty, okay, so Ty won a TV yesterday. Yep. I've never seen anybody come back here and take a TV faster than anything. It was done before uh, our show got before, started. Before our show got started. Like really? we came back here at 1240. It ended at one. Ty was already here <laughs> bringing it down. Backing up. Yeah. Beep, beep. 
yeah, we're out bringing of here. it down the elevator. I was like, man, you're about to. And I know he be gambling, so he needs to watch multiple games. So I, I, he's hype about winning the TV. Oh my god, that is funny. From someone who's won a TV in previous years, it's a good feeling. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I was crossing my fingers. I was hoping it was going to be me. There's just never that is never a bad thing because if you win a new TV, then you get to be like Santa Claus to some other friend of yours. Hey, man, I got an extra TV. Yo. Then you get a Christmas present to give instantly, or you just get to upgrade inside the house. Oh, I'll put that TV downstairs, yeah, sure. and I'll take this little bitty TV and either throw it away if I don't need it anymore, or I'll give it to somebody else. Yeah, shout out to Tom McKay. He definitely got me a TV that I did not pay for. <laughs> I <laughs> won it at a Christmas party there a few you go. years ago. There you go, Tom McKay. Audio-visual consultations. We tell you about them all the time, and uh, shout out to them. They are they were a big part of the uh, Christmas party, and they're a big part of our bowl conversation. Contest. If you go to hornfm.com, you can still get in on that. Now, the bowl game that's going on right now, you won't get credit for that one, but you got to get in, get your uh, get your selections made. UAB is already up 10-0 on Miami of Ohio. They are late first quarter there. And a little later, uh, at 2 o'clock, it is the only bowl game that has two ranked teams playing in it until Texas plays, and that is UTSA and Troy. So best of luck to the Roadrunners there. Meet me. They're going to try to get their 12th win of the year. I believe I picked UTSA in that game. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely riding with Coach Trailer. This year, Zay, I went with I, – I, I do it different ways since we went to the digital picking, and it's a lot easier now. Sometimes I'll sit there and grind on it, and sometimes I use pure luck. This year I went with – the spinning coin of death, the spinning coin of chance to pick every single game. I didn't flip a coin. I did the spin. I like to watch the coin spin. It kind of mesmerizes me. I literally just go with, if it's heads, I'm going with this team. If it's tails, I'm going with that team. Yeah. I did it for every pick. Every pick? Every single pick. Wow. The coin says your national title game is TCU Ohio State. (laughs) (laughs) and so if you want to really have a laugh go to chad hastings picks that's what the coin said by the way the coin picked washington so texas fans if that's a little edge a little chip on the shoulder that's that's why that happened that wasn't an aggie trying to be mean i'm just telling you that's what the coin said that's all all it was hey hey, that's that's the way to go i I put a little bit of thought into it just a little not much like obviously i don't know what this Miami of Ohio, UAB, I have no idea. Never yeah. wa- haven't watched either of those teams all season long. And that's kind I'm of, very proud of saying that. That's too. kind of a reason why I go with the coin sometimes. Could it be the fact that I'm also a little snarky and a little hot about the fact that my Aggies aren't in a bowl game? Maybe, ah, yeah. maybe, maybe. That's right, that's right. Maybe. Yeah. Toilet bowl's not available, huh? Dude, I've been looking up and down this list. I cannot find a <laughs> anywhere. I've been trying, man. Really? No bowl? Nobody backed out of one? Because you remember, like a few years ago, they had that rule where if you're five and seven, in certain situations, you could go to a bowl, but yeah, it didn't happen to the Aggies. What five and seven team made it? Oh, not this year, thank okay. God. Okay. No, but in previous yeah, years, I want to say Nebraska had one of those, oh. and there was a couple other teams. Yeah, no, it's dumb. I completely dis. I agree with you. It should not happen. In fact, I'll. I would love to live in a world where six doesn't even get you a bowl game. I'd be glad with that. I don't like the idea of an average team going to a bowl. I'd say seven and five should be the floor. Uh, we need to trim some of these bowls out anyway. All these people that'll tell you I for love, Texas. I love every bowl. For I love Texas, all, six, all forty-two no. of them. No, you don't. 
For Texas, six, no. But again, somebody like Miami, Ohio, UAB, let them play at a bowl game. Let them get that extra money that okay. they definitely could use. If you're in a G5 and you win six, go ahead. Yeah. Do whatever you want. But yeah, how about that? How about power five? You got to win seven games. I'm with that. Okay. We'll try that. Try that out. Everybody listening that's an SEC fan just got scared to death. No, no, you can't do that, Chad. We're, we're fixing things to try to get teams in bowl games. All right, so uh, bowl games getting started. HornFM.com. If you want to get in on the bowl contest, your update from Jerry World. Oh, good Lord. Two seconds to go in the first half. It is 35 nothing, Carthage. Yeah, that last touchdown, it couldn't have been more wide open on the goal line. This, those Carthage team, bump them up. I'm sorry. You know, when when you win a, a certain amount of state championships, like they're going on nine, I want to say, in the last 14, 15 years. Yeah, I think this that, will be 10. Okay, yeah. UIL, we need to get together, have a meeting, and say, look, I know y'all might not have the population for to be a 5A team, but your football team says otherwise. Yeah. Or because – we really need to check to see where these kids live. Not all this talent can't be in small-ass Carthage, Texas. I'm <laughs> right. sorry. I love it. I, I'm glad they're doing well, but let's let this, this is crazy. I this want, is state champion, 35 nothing. Do they have halftime yet? Do they have a committee that's special, that, that their only job is making sure people don't move to their town? <laughs> no, you can't move here. We have no houses. <laughs> Nobody's left. No, we have to keep the enrollment at a certain spot here. Uh, yeah, Carthage, when I was just getting started, I went out to East Texas. And I called for I called three uh, A at the time three A football for a team right outside of Lufkin. And the very first, in fact, the very first game I think I called uh, ever was them playing Carthage. We went over to Carthage, and I think at the time, let's see, the team I was calling was maybe they were two A and Carthage was three A, or they were three A, Carthage was four A, something like that. So right now they're four A which old school would have been like a 3A. So there's an argument to be made there. I wonder what the enrollment looks like for Carthage. But they are a yeah. monster, and they're looking like it right now. Coming into this game, Carthage had scored 41 or more in every game but one. If they get another touchdown, they'll obviously do that again. Gilmer is the only game, and they won that one by three touchdowns, 28-7. Glen Rose was the only team that has scored more than 30 points against them all year. <laughs> The only one. So Carthage has a badass defense and their typical run-it-right-down-your-throat kind of offense. They are rolling right now over Wimberley. The Texans obviously had a great year, and they'll be able to look back at some point, and maybe those silver medals will matter to them at some point. They should. But it's going to sting today. It's going to sting today, but you're going to look down the line, and in four or five years, most likely, you're going to look at this Carthage roster and say, oh, that guy, he played D1. I played against him. He played D1 state championship game. Right. Oh, I played against him. He's in the NFL. Like that's that's what they look like. Yep, they do. They look like a whole different <laughs> level. Uh, and right now, Wimberley's getting their best news of the day that they get to go to halftime. <laughs> and for the next thirty minutes, Carthage is not going to add any points. That's the best news they've got right now. Yeah, look how they clap. Look at the fans clapping. Look how like 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 they expected to be here. Oh, yeah. Like they, they the fans for Carthage look like. Oh, we have to sit through another half. Let's just give them their medals already. Oh yeah, no, they're there. It's parade route for them.
They're ready. They've seen now the first half of the parade route, and they're going to finish it off uh, in the second half. We'll keep you updated on where that score ends up, but a rough start for Wimberley in that first half. All right, so coming up, we got some Texas basketball talk for you. Texas getting ready for Stanford. We'll get Zay's thoughts on this team. It's a mindset discussion, really, with this team and where they are. Bowl game's getting started. NFL Week 15 as well. The new comments from Micah Parsons about Philly and the fact that he is focusing a little bit on Jacksonville. Plus, uh, we got Brandon Lang coming up at 1. we got Jeff Ketchum coming up at 2. It is a full Friday, and it even includes a little soccer talk. we got the World Cup Final coming up tomorrow. World, or excuse me, coming up Sunday morning, and we got our final World Cup report with our man Glenn Davis getting you one last preview on the World Cup Final. This is the Horn. Change in my pocket, going jingle, jingle, jingle. Wants to call you on the telephone, baby. I give you a ring, but each time we talk, I get the same old thing. Always no hooky dokies until I get a wedding ring. My honey, my baby, don't put my love upon no shelf. She said, don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. Oh, come on now. This is one of those you probably know every word to, and you might not want to admit it to everybody that you know. Georgia Satellites. Correct. Yeah. Big time one-hit wonder. It's a good example right here. Do not remember another track they had. But this one was all over the place, and it'll still come back and see you every once in a while. This song gets played a lot. Yeah, this dude sounds like a 12-year-old boy. (laughs) Come on, man. And he was not the most attractive lead singer that ever lived. Can you see him right now? You watching that video? I am not. Oh, dude. But a double negative does not make a positive in this sense. Be glad that you're not watching it because he was not (laughs) an attractive man. Uh, There was a great video, though, too. The way he looked made that video a little better because they did the whole shotgun wedding vibe with the dad and the the wife and everything. Uh, That was That was good stuff. Yo, I hope nobody describes me like that later on. Like, man, that's Zay Collier. He <laughs> he talks some sports, but he was not an attractive looking dude. Like, good grief. Are you look have you seen this picture? Have you seen him? Yeah. Dark as hell, and he's you, not an attractive dude. You haven't had one of the listeners say to you that you have a face for radio? You haven't had you you have uh, I feel like I've had that, but then you ever yeah, but, but then I get my confidence back when I get the call from Roger Wallace and he says, hey, you're on me on TV there for high school go. sports. So if I could stand by that attractive dude, then I got a little bit of something working for me. There you go. Yeah, every once in a while there'll be a listener that'll they'll remind uh, remind me I have a face for radio. And I'll say, thank, oh, thank you so much. Man. Get out of here. Thank you so much. You can leave whenever you want. Oh, that's cold-blooded. Georgia Satellites getting us started today. Again, halftime score, Carthage 35-0 over Wimberley. The Texans are having a rough day today. We will get to some basketball talk. We will remind you to go to hornfm.com for that bowl contest if you would like to get in on that. Uh, Bowl games have begun. Second quarter score, still 10-0. UAB over Miami of Ohio. And then UTSA will play Troy a little bit later on we've got um we we mentioned the um the high school and college stuff we also briefly mentioned the nfl so last night in the nfl it was san francisco over seattle zay this brock purdy thing continued and they won the division last night brock purdy just won the nfc west all right he's played 
two and a half games. But yes, he, he clo- played well last. He closed night. the door. Yeah. He's the guy that got it that helped help him get it done. Yeah, yeah, you gotta give love to Kyle Shanahan for making his life easy with so much talent around him, even with Debo Samuel going out. And I told you yesterday, Chad, think about Brock Purdy's previous, you know, tenure with Iowa State and playing under Matt Campbell and having Kohler as a tight end and all those tight ends that they had. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan understands that, okay, we have maybe the best tight end in the league overall. Yes, Travis Kelsey is good, but Travis Kelsey don't block like George Kittle. He doesn't do the little things like George Kittle. He's just more of a receiver tight end. George Kittle is an overall tight end. could do a little bit of everything and a little bit of everything very well. We saw it last night with those two Two touchdowns he had. Man, our guy Quandre Dix had a brutal game. He had an awful drop for an interception that could have put the Seahawks in better field position before the 49ers kicked it, and then he missed two George Kittle tackles on both of those touchdowns. So tough game for him, but on the other side, the 49ers, they just keep on rolling. doesn't matter who's at quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, he only saw two games, not even of Trey Lance, and now Brock Purdy getting thrown into the fire. Again, Kyle Shanahan making life easy for him. That fake a uh, 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 swing pass to the left and fake swing pass to the right to hit Kittle on Dude. one of those touchdowns. That's just beautiful. That's that's terrific play, Colin. And if they're going to play like this, no matter who, who's taking the snaps, they're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that play up because I was going to do the same thing. The fact that it's he's like the third read on that play, basically. You're faking it one way. You're faking. I, I mean, mean, that's what the defense wants you to think. Because they're. Yeah. I mean, Shanahan is all about that eye candy before the snap, and he's making you even after the snap. He's making you think of multiple things. It's headed this way. No, it's headed this way. No, wait a minute. It might be going around that way. No, wait a second. He's throwing to like you said, maybe the best tight end in football, and we didn't pay attention to it. It's just brilliant play calling. Uh, San Francisco gets the division with that 10th win. They are still sitting in that three-seed spot. So uh, as of right now, it would be Washington having to go to San Francisco. But they looked really impressive last night when they needed to. Uh, Overall, 117 rating for Brock Purdy. And they just, you know, just systematically beat him up. It was 21, what, 21-3, 21-6. 21 21-6. Yeah, 21-6. For scored, most of it. Yeah, and then the Seahawks scored at the end. That Nick Bosa, they had, uh, 49ers should have had a pick six, but they called the roughing the passer on Nick Bosa, which was as weak as Is, I don't know what. And by the way, it, it, they've got them brainwashed now, Zay, so much. they got these defensive guys freaked out so much. Bosa kind of apologized in the postgame. Now, he also looked at everybody and said, yeah, I guess it's a, guess it's a foul. So I don't know that he ultimately buys it, but he said, yeah, I tried to roll off of him or I tried to lay off on the weight thing. Is that – oh, my God. I can't, yeah, I can't. just watching it now. And, and Gino, like, hit one of his other teammates trying to block. So I, I don't know if it looks worse there, but it, it's weak. I – you can't make that call, but they continue to make that, and we see refs. If that happens in the playoffs, who knows? I know. Like that, that stuff like that can't happen in the postseason. If you pick him up and do it, I get it. I get you're trying to stop that. I don't want to see a suplex either. I don't want to see a pro wrestling move either. I get it. But that one, where yeah. Gino's feet stay on the ground the whole time, and it is a good basic tackle. He comes off the block. He gets right by it because he's a badass and he's Bosa and he tackles the dude. Yeah, he. Uh, 
love Micah Parsons. I know he's been wilding on social media and on podcasts and stuff, but he, with how good this 49ers defense is overall, and Cowboys, they're right there, but they're starting to lose guys. You know, the Texan game was close. We'll see what happens with the Jaguars this weekend. It looks like Bosa, Nick Bosa, might be the front runner for defensive player of the year. I think he has 15 plus sacks, and their defense overall, they, they just got a lot of dudes that aren't household names yet. They're going to become household names, especially if they have success in the postseason. But uh, Hugh Funga, number 29, strong safety, mm. he might be the most underrated safety in the league. They compare him to Troy Palomalu, and a lot of that is because they both went to USC and they both got the hair and the weird name, but yeah, they, they're <laughs> he's an absolute dude. Traverius War, we know he's a dog. If you're a dog enough to go uh, in a presser and call somebody as high quality of player, DeAndre Hopkins, a steroid boy, then you're clearly confident in your game. And he showed it on the field yesterday. He had that nice scoop fumble that he almost took to the house. Jimmy Ward on the other side, he's good. He's the one that made the hit on uh, uh, Oh Boy to force that fumble yesterday. Kerry Hyder, we don't talk about him enough. He's an Austin native. He would have been a flex ATX All-Finalist back in 09 when he graduated out of LBJ. Kerry Hyder. Yeah, Kerry Hyder. Yep, I remember him. LBJ High School. Yeah. Went to Tech, and he hooped too at LBJ. Remember facing him. That was awful time for my life. Nah. But, yeah, glad Kerry's uh, out there representing. You got Fred Warner, who's one of the best linebackers in the league. We just talked about Nick Bosa, you know, uh, and then – as a, they got a fullback that's one of the best players in the NFL and Kyle Juszczyk. Like, he's always getting rated top 100 by his peers in the NFL, and he's a freaking fullback. But he does so much in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Sometimes they make him a tight end. Sometimes they put him as a wideout. Sometimes they give him the ball at the fullback position. Sometimes he's the only single back out there. Christian McCaffrey is uh, motioned out as a wide receiver in the slot position. Like, they're dangerous. And you're, you're looking at so many different guys playing so many unique positions. Sometimes you'll see Kittle back there in the backfield and having the block. They got Trent Williams, one of the best offensive linemen. They're terrifying, and even though Brock Purdy is taking the snaps, with all that talent that I just named, they could win it with him. Yeah, they're a crazy matchup, man. San Francisco now a 10-win team. Uh, NFL Week 15 off and running. We'll continue to talk about that. Also, Texas basketball with an interesting game on Sunday. It's, uh, remember, Cowboys at noon on Sunday, but it's also Longhorns at noon on Sunday on the hardwood. We will definitely uh, get some preview on that. Um, Also, and uh, maybe we'll work a little bit of that into the crap bag. We can move some things around here coming up. Also, uh, we'll talk a little Texas volleyball. Volleyball, a little extra layer for that Texas volleyball championship game as they are into the championship game. We'll get you set up for that as well. Brandon Lang coming up at 105. He'll give you some thoughts on pro and college football. We'll see if he has any thoughts on these early bowl games for you. Don't move. It's the horn. It is a bit of an in-your-face song 
I didn't think it needed to get Apollo Creed killed, but I mean, it is a bit of an in-your-face kind of song. James Brown, living in America. Yeah, Ivan Drago, he did not like seeing James showboat with Apollo Creed in the background. If James wasn't there, I think he would have taken it a little easy on him. He really is the only... He's really the only important figure that ever has, you know, hated James Brown. Yeah. Ivan Drago. That's yeah, it. That's it. I didn't know anybody could hate James Brown. Boy, he hated him. I blame the steroids. It really was. It was more he rage. He was juiced up. It was rage. It was, the, it was rage, more, the rage. The rage was getting him. James Brown and the Georgia Satellites getting us started today. By the way, somebody t- uh, texted us that the lead singer of the Georgia Satellites is now some badass record producer. Good Jeez. for him. Very nice. Uh, and I'm sure he still, every once in a while, gets a little bit off of that one song that he had with the Georgia Satellites. Once you have a hit that big, it uh, that thing will live on forever. Chad and Zay with you on a Friday, keeping you updated on all the scores. And uh, how about this for an updated score? Third quarter, somebody woke up Miami of Ohio. It's 13-10. It was 10-0 UAB for basically every bit of that game, it felt like. But Miami of Ohio has turned that thing around in the third quarter. So 13-10, Miami of Ohio will keep you updated there. Five minutes to go, third quarter. And at the half, they're just about to start the second half. And I hate to say it this way, but it may be that they're just trying to figure out the final score. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that Wimberley's about to put together something crazy. But it's 35 nothing. Yo, Carter, Carter, cold. Why are they showing QB1 warming up? He needs to be icing that arm. At this point, let's let's put Q, QB two in. Let them get ready for next year. You want to go ahead and sit in for the second half? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll see how it only long makes sense. We'll see how long he plays. We'll see how long he plays today. Uh, all that going on. We got Brandon Lang coming up at one oh five. Let's get you uh, the crab bag here. We'll work in some Texas basketball and volleyball. Here we go. Chad's crab bag. Crab bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just. Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Since we were talking some football in that last segment, we wanted to talk some Texas basketball. So let's move it here, Zay. Texas and Stanford, maybe it's appropriate that this finds its way into the crap bag segment because I know this team has to be distracted, feeling weird, feeling like there's so many things going on in their head right now. But let's see where they are. Sunday afternoon at noon is when you have the game. It'll be uh, right here for you on 104.9 and on Coke FM. Cowboys fans, you'll be on 101.9 and AM 1260 for the Cowboys-Jacksonville game. So, Zay, what are you going to watch for early in this one to let you know kind of where this team is with uh, you know with Rodney Terry coaching again? Well, first off, this isn't a very good Stanford team. They're three and six right now, so they're struggling. You know, they got three guys that are in double figures: Spencer Jones, Michael Jones, and Harrison Ingram. And Harrison Ingram, he's not having the year I thought he would when he was a freshman. Which this game will be a homecoming for him because he's from Dallas, Texas. And I want to say Shaka went after him hard, but he ended up going to Stanford. But anyway, when he, you know before last year he was considered the NBA level player and he's really struggled this year I don't know if he's dealing with an injury or what so they play Green Bay tonight and that's going to be a tough turnaround for them playing a game tonight all the way in California up in the Bay the time differential coming down jet lagging to Mm. Dallas Texas and having to play on Sunday at noon that's a good point that's tough yeah while Texas 
even though they're coming off the emotional roller coaster that they've been on playing on Monday night. Their last game was Monday. Now they play on Sunday. So they should be well rested. They should be very comfortable with Coach Terry running the show and calling all the shots. And Coach Terry, he should be more comfortable in putting his philosophy in there just a little bit, just enough to make his voice heard, but also letting the guys do their thing because the talent should just overtake what we see on Sunday with that Stanford ball club. Yeah, obviously a a wild week for Texas basketball. There's been no word from UT, statements from UT, anything like that, other than Monday leading up to the game against Rice. Coach Terry took a couple questions after the game, but what's he going to say? Um, it's not like he knows the, the, the full process there. So a lot of, uh, a lot of all's quiet on the, uh, on the Longhorn front there. We'll see where that story de- you know, how that story develops. Coming up a little later in the 2 o'clock hour, we'll talk with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com, get his thoughts on kind of where that situation is. Also, we'll talk about that big recruiting get for Texas that you probably knew was coming, but now it's official. Anthony Hill, stud linebacker out of Denton Ryan, does pick the Longhorn, so he is the officially flipped from A&M to Texas and uh, the 22nd guy in the class. So we hit that. We started the show with that today. Also, congrats to the Texas volleyball team. Zay, I got a little concerned for him last night when – uh, Hey, set one, give credit to San Diego. They fought hard, 28-26, and you could just tell Texas was a little overamped. And there was a lot of errors, but it was self-inflicted stuff. They cleaned it up, and then they cleaned up San Diego. Yeah, and it's always led by the three-time Big 12 player of the year, Logan Eggleston, 16 kills last night. You know, Zoe Fleck, Big 12, libero player of the year this season. She had 21 digs, so she was diving all over the floor because those San Diego girls, when they get their kill shots in, you got to be prepared. And I thought she had a terrific game last night. You know, Sage K. Torres, I can't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name out mm. of Hawaii. That's one of the toughest names I've ever seen. So she goes by Kay Torres in my book. She had 46 assists, and she showed why she's the Big 12 center of the year. You add Maddie Skinner uh, for 16 kills. It's just they overpowered San Diego at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm like you. I thought – at the beginning of the game with what we talked about, them going on the road, because Gregory Drim was popping. All yeah. these games that they've played was them going on the road. Was that going to be a lot for them to handle? Clearly it wasn't. They took care of the last three sets, and, yeah, bring on Louisville. Yeah, uh, so Texas and Louisville, first time uh, for Louisville to go to the championship match. So can Texas use that experience against them? Although here's the little added layer. The Louisville head coach was a star player at Nebraska and won a national title and was an assistant on a national title team for Nebraska. So we talked yesterday about folks wanting to show up in Omaha and root against Texas. So one of their own, the one of Nebraska's own, is coaching this Louisville team prepare for the crowd tomorrow night to be rooting for Louisville in case you didn't think that was happening anyway tomorrow it's seven and it's on ESPN two the championship match for Texas best of luck to those uh, those ladies trying to get a national title it's three total for Texas one before the NCAA era one in the late 80s 2012 but this version this Jared Elliott coach team they've gotten close a few times we told you 10 out of 15 years they get to the final four they just haven't been able to close the door 
Can they get it done again and get Coach Elliott his second national championship? We're going to find out. Uh, also, speaking of the NCAA, my girl, uh, my one of my favorite listeners and fans, Old Miss Girl, once again ranting at the NCAA because they cut Arizona a little too much slack for her. She had to expect it, though. She said, you had credible evidence of a violation provided by the federal government, and this happens. Former head coach is not penalized, although Arizona did get rid of him. Two assistants are given the show cause, but not the head coach. The NCAA should never be allowed to ever again deny a school the postseason. If you won't punish when you have criminal-level evidence, then you should not be in the business of punishment. Kansas is most certainly going to skate now. The new punishment system is a failure. Please go away, NCAA. Where's Coach Miller at now? Man. Um, is he somewhere coaching? Oh, God, has he, already found, has he already surfaced somewhere else? See, that's the thing. There's multiple Millers. Like, he has a brother yeah, that you're right. is a coach, so I always get them confused. I'd have to double-check. I would have to double-check on that one. But shout-out to Old Miss Girl. I'm so old. Old Miss Girl is now officially done at Old Miss, and she's going to be heading to grad school somewhere at some point. Ah. That's how old I am. Yeah. Man. Man. Congrats to her, though. She's been listening since she was like 10 years old, I think. Why, but yeah, why is, why she just have, finished up. I have a question for Old Miss Girl. Why mm. is there such a dog in the fight with this? If you're so Old Miss, SEC, Pac-12, I'm not seeing what's lining up here. During her tenure— at Ole Miss, she uh, her football team was denied at least oh, one, if not two, bowl games. That's right. Yeah. At one point, she didn't know if she was going to have a bowl game yeah. as an Ole Miss student. So she should be more upset at Auburn, right? Oh, she's upset at all of it. Okay. It's not just one school. She gets upset at the NCAA for not handing it out. She she sees what we all see, the hypocrisy of if you have a certain brand name, you get deference. If you're North Carolina and you literally are making up classes, you don't get punished because you're North Carolina. Yeah. But if you're Ole Miss and you're some other places, you get punished. And like she's pointing out, it's those head coaches. When you have a name as a head coach, you somehow seem to get out of it clean and they just end up punishing your assistants and ultimately they'll punish your team sometimes. Okay. Yeah, she has a right to be petty. Hugh yeah. Freeze was wilding. Yeah. <laughs> he was out of control. <laughs> <laughs> She has a right. Okay, yeah. I get it. All right, so uh, there is your crap bag. We do it every day about 12.45. One o'clock hour coming up, Brandon Lang with his thoughts on pro football, and does he have any early bowl thoughts for you as well? He's coming up. You never know where this is going to go. Get ready. It's the horn.